In today's show, we're going to go across the NBA and look at injury updates. Michael Bolton, hopefully he's not injured. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And make sure you are checking out your favorite team's Locked On podcast. We have one for every team. So we're going to go across the um, I'm going to go across the league today and just give some updates on where injuries sit. So let's start off. We'll start with the Atlanta Hawks. And on the injury report today, Johnny Collins popped up with a foot injury that just happened about five to 10 minutes ago. So we will see what that, exactly what that means. He is questionable for Wednesday. He's had a couple of big games, and but normally he's been sort of hanging around that 50 to 70 mark in terms of rankings, 30 to 31 minutes. He's been really, really good, but not blowing us away from a fantasy perspective. But if he is out, then maybe it opens for deeper leagues. Maybe it opens Jalen Johnson up. It helps DeAndre Hunter. It helps Cam Reddish a little bit. You'll get uh, the Italian cock. Danilo Gallinari, he'll jump into the rotation a little bit more. Hands off my cock! Just a whole sort of trickle-down effect. It probably helps Kevin Herter. Your hunter plays up more. Reddish plays the three. Herter gets in at the two. Maybe get some more Lou Williams. I want to see more Jalen Johnson. I'm not sure we will. It'll help Gorgie Jeng, because Collins plays minutes at center. So that's one to watch, because there's a lot of different ways that that can go um, in terms of rotations. And it could be some short-term value popping up for certain guys. Now, I'm not going to talk about on this show... Guys who we haven't had any updates on who are out forever, like Anyekara Kongwu. He's not back till January, even though I just talked about him. But no uh, in-depth stuff on those guys. Let's go to Brooklyn, where Nick Claxton and Paul Millsap are both currently out. Claxton's dealing with an illness. They say he's non-COVID, but it's been a lot. It's been a while. It looks to be relatively serious. He's out like at least the rest of this week, it appears. And Paul Millsap, they said that his personal absence, we, we don't know what the personal absence is, which is fine. I actually know. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. I believe it's paternity leave. I believe he's had a kid. So congratulations to him. But he'll be out probably the rest of this week as well as he uh, looks after a newborn. So Paul Millsap and Nick Claxton out for the week. Most likely the rest of this week. Maybe the beginning of next week. But most likely the rest of this week. You know, with Claxton out, it does help Aldridge. It helps Bruce Brown. You know, not that Claxton's playing huge amounts of minutes. But those two guys out also helps someone like DeAndre Bembry, who's been getting 20 minutes a night playing the wing because it pushes the other guys up to other positions. More Durant at the four, more Bruce Brown at the four, opening up those wing minutes. More James Johnson into the rotation as well. The Chicago Bulls, just a quick update. Patrick Williams, we know he's out for the season with that wrist dis- dislocation. Um, yeah, Javante Green starting. I don't know if Green continues to hold that role when Kobe White is back. Now, White might be like two weeks away. I don't think that well, I didn't think Kobe White would be a 12-team league guy, but there is a chance with Williams out that he pushes and plays 27 bench minutes. Him and Caruso just play a ton coming off that bench. 
and he can be a, and I hate referencing these guys or this guy always when I talk about scoring guards off the bench, but he can be Jordan Clarkson. That's not a huge upside fantasy guy, but there is some value that White can push in. And with Williams out, when Caruso running with those starters a little bit more, yeah, White can push into a larger role. Levine's dealing with a thumb injury. He's playing through it. He was a bit off last game, but came good in the second half. That's just one to watch because it will need some rest to heal properly. And if it continues to bother him or get worse, yeah, there is a chance he misses some time. But don't bank on that, of course. The Cavs, Isaac Okoro is out once again with that hamstring injury. Good to see they're taking it cautious with him. That helps Sexton. It helps Rubio. It helps Markinen. Not that Markinen was losing minutes to Okoro anyway, but it helps all those bench guard, to all those guards, Sexton and Rubio type players. Okoro obviously has zero fantasy value, but it does help other guys that he is out. While Kevin Love is out for the rest of this week, you would assume with the health and safety protocols, Dean Wade stepped into his rotation spot. But really what it did is it helped Allen. It helped uh, Mobley and Marklin. They all played really huge minutes. In the last game, Wade struggled, but those three guys are just going to carry all of that load of that 20 minutes or so of Kevin Love being out. Of course, you can drop Kevin Love. I didn't think he was more than a streamer anyway, but people were adding him left, right, and center for some unknown reason. The Mavericks. Well, we know the big one there. Percentages. I don't know what's going on. I told you, I gave you my 0.5% conspiracy Josh theory of his back spasms. He continues to be out. He's out again today with these back spasms after Jason Kidd told us a week ago that he was fine. I don't know what to make of it. Hopefully, we get some resolution soon. The Mavs do play again on Wednesday. Hopefully, he plays in that one, but it's been confusing at this point. Muxy Kleber, who was great replacing Chris Stapps, he's out as well with a back injury. So you're going to see more Reggie Bullock. You're going to see more um, Willie Cauley-Stein. You're going to see more Dwight Powell. Um, and all those guys, especially like on a low-volume Tuesday like we've got today, they all have some streaming value there for sure. Let's look at the Golden State Warriors. There was an update on James Wiseman. He has been cleared for practice. We don't know when he's going to be returning. I'd say a couple of weeks away still. I know Kevon Looney's not you know, killing the game or dominating or anything like that, but Wiseman, I don't think, is coming in and playing gigantic minutes, and I don't think that he's a 12-team league ad. While Damian Lee, who was closing games over Jordan Poole, he is listed as probable with that shoulder issue. So that pool conundrum returns. Lee's been a good scorer this year. So if you are looking for points, uh, Damo can help you as a streamer short term because it looks like he is going to be um, he is going to be returning. Guys, this episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place for tasty and affordable food. It's a place where we have these memories, where things happen in our community, going to birthday parties, um, you know, coming home after a sporting event, begging your parents to take you there, or you're having your kids now say, how can we go to Maccas and grab something? That's We all know this. You know, on a road trip, you, you drive past and you see the golden arches go, oh, yeah, right, let's go, get a, let's go grab a cheesy. Pull through the drive through and we know that. We go to McDonald's, you see people you know. You see people that you went to school with. You see friends. You see everyone there. It's just like a local community center type of vibe. So why don't you head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Well, oh, not the next game. Jeez, I'm in uh, recap mode today. The next team, the Houston Rockets. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, has been struggling. I think is fair to say he is still um, still dealing with an ankle problem. Well, he is dealing with an ankle problem. It's very hard to have him as a must-roster 12-team league guy. Um, Daniel Tice, we'll get some more updates on this today. He's questionable for today's action. If he is out, 
I would hope they would start Shingun. They could also start KJ Martin, but that's one to watch. And then Daniel House Jr. still remains out with that foot sprain. Um, House is only a, a deeper league fantasy guy, but they are three rotation players out currently for Houston. Um, for the Indiana Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon is back. So that's great news there. I would hold TJ McConnell, but really ready to drop him after one game. So Brogdon is back. So how Brogdon and Levert fit in together and Duarte is going to be really intriguing. Jeremy Lamb is listed questionable with an ankle injury, but Levert's return probably limits his upside significantly. While Isaiah Jackson's out for a few weeks here with this um, knee problem that he suffered. Surprise, it's not a bit longer than a couple of weeks, to be fair. The Clippers, Marcus Morris Sr. and Serge Ibaka. The update from Ty Lue, when are they going to be back? Don't know. Okay, that's cool. So I don't expect them back anytime in the next two to three games. Hopefully, they're able to get back soon for the Clippers' sake because the Clippers don't look particularly good. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be thinking they're 12-team league guys. They're very fringe 12-team league guys at best. So you don't want to hold fringe guys who are out and fringe guys who are like 130 to 150 ranking spots. Like, they're guys you just stream in and out. That's all you need to do with those players rather than holding them through these injury concerns. The Lakers, a lot of guys here. LeBron, is this going to be one of these ones where LeBron is listed questionable every single game? Like, it's trending that way, which is annoying. They also have actual injuries to Kendrick Nunn, who's out with a knee problem, Taylor Horton Tucker with his thumb, Trevor Ariza with his ankle, Dwight Howard missed last game with a neck injury, and the Duke Wayne Ellington hasn't played all season with a hamstring. He keeps getting listed active and then saying that they're just dressing him because they need the minimum 12 players and then he doesn't play. Um, you know, when Nunn, Horton Tucker, Ariza, Ellington all come back, like that rotation, what happens with Bazemore and Reeves and Monk and Rondo and Bradley, like... Any short-term value that so many of these guys have for deeper leagues is going to be obliterated because there's a bunch of rotation players. There's probably... Yeah, that's six rotation guys on the injury report. Now, you can make an argument that Allington maybe isn't, but everyone else is. So a lot of things have to change with this Lakers team when these players return. For the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, it's just Dylan Brooksy Brooks with a hand injury. We're probably a couple of weeks away or maybe a week away from Brooks returning. He might be back at the start of next week, but we don't have any update on that, uh, yeah, concrete update on that. The Miami Heat, they're playing today. Bam Adebayo missed last game with a knee injury. He's questionable again today. Let's hope he doesn't miss. Obviously, the Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, can be a good stream if Bam is out. Well, Max Struess is out for the next couple of weeks with a knee problem. Now, Struess probably wasn't going to be a rotation guy later in the season anyway when Victor Oladipo returns, which we don't know when that is, by the way. You hear some people say January, some people say November. I, I don't know. And to be honest, for most fantasy leagues, I don't care. He's the fourth guard. He's behind Lowry, Robinson, and Hero. Like, how much is he actually going to play and impact that for most leagues, it's not going to matter. But it will impact a guy like Max Struess and push him out of the rotation, I would guess. For the Bucks, Chris Middleton, who had a non-COVID illness, but now magically is in the health and safety protocols. He's out. Drew Holiday's out again with the ankle injury. Brooke Lopez is out again with the back injury. These guys are getting ruled out a day in advance, which is not great. I would expect another game. They're missing Tuesday. I would expect another game at least for Holiday and Lopez and probably another one or two for Middleton. It's not looking great. And then DiVincenzo, we don't really have an update, but we hoped he'd be back mid to late November. He's not a stash or anything in 12-team leagues. Yeah, with Drew and Chris, you're definitely holding them. Brooke Lopez, without an IL spot, I don't think he's must-hold. I don't Look, I don't think he's a top 100 upside player this year anyway. And if you're just going to keep missing with back injuries and you're falling in a hole as well, like that's sometimes a cut you need to make. 
you also should have multiple IL slots, but that's something that can't be changed at this point in the season anyway. D'Angelo Russell for the Timberwolves left last game with an ankle injury. He is currently listed as questionable. So I guess that's an okay outcome. He hasn't been ruled out, which is encouraging. Um, Patrick Beverly has a calf injury. He was out last game. Now, he's had a history of calf injury, so we are a little bit worried about that. While Naz Reed left last game with a shoulder injury, and he is questionable. Now, Beverly does have 12-team value at the moment. I would, you know, If he's hurt, though, and misses multiple games, he's not worth holding. But he's an interesting stream guy. But say Russell's out and Beverly's in, then Beverly becomes a really, really good option, I think. For the Pelicans, Zion Williamson. I I don't think he's back before um, December with this broken foot. There is so much strange stuff going on with him and the Pelicans and the reporting on this injury. For them to just come out and, and yeah, oh, he'll be back opening night. And now we're going to be two months into the season before he plays. Someone needs to tell us what's going on. Like It's, it's pretty ridiculous. And not for a fantasy perspective, not for a betting perspective. For the fans of the bloody team or for the NBA in general. Like, let us know what's going on with your best player and what top 10 marketable guy in the NBA. Let us know what's happening rather than these bullshit fake-out lies that they keep peddling. And it's on Zion's side as well. Like, come out and say something. Brandon Ingram missed last game with a hip injury and he is doubtful for Tuesday's action. Yeah, we're not dropping him, obviously, but it does give boosts to guys like Marshall and um, Herbalicious Jones. Uh, Josh the Hitman Hart, those sort of guys. Uh, Hart gets a nice little 12-team boost while Ingram is sidelined. For the Knicks, Nerlens Noel yet to debut this season. It just keeps going on and on and on. Game time decision every game and then never plays. I don't think that he is worth a hold necessarily. He can obviously be like an excellent top 100 player in 22 minutes, but I'm not sure it's worth it. Taj Gibson out with an ankle injury as well. Hurt last game, not out, so he's questionable with an ankle injury. He's only a, a very deep league option who won't play if Noel and Mitchie Robinson are healthy. But again, relying upon that is not, not good. But the Thunder, Lou Dort missed last game with a shoulder injury. I don't think that's anything serious. He should return next game would be my guess, but he really is only a points league guy or a category league streamer for standard formats. And then the Orlando Magic. No update on John Isaac, no update on Markel Fultz. We would hope that they're back at some point. This is going on, what are we, 15 months since Isaac tore his ACL? That is a gigantically long recovery. I don't know why it's taking that long. Fultz, we're still a way away. He tore his in January. So we're not even at 10 months. So he's not returning anytime soon. Well, Gary Harris is out with an ankle injury. Uh, or missed last game with an ankle injury. And that does help the value of you know Cole Anthony, uh, Jalen Suggs. Uh, Terrence Ross, all of those guys benefit from those three rotation players being out. And I still don't understand fully how everything's going to mesh together when everyone is back in business. For the Sixers, Danny Green, hamstring issue from last game. I would be pretty surprised if Green plays in their next game. We don't know that for sure. They said it was hamstring tightness, and then Doc Rivers was pretty um, pretty uh, desolate. After the game, said, I think it's going to be a, a while, or he, did, he said something along the, lines, yeah, along the lines of it wasn't going to be a short-term thing necessarily. While Toby Harris is probably going to be out for the rest of this week in the health and safety protocols, which uh, not ideal, but that opens up that value for Furkan Korkmaz and opens up that value for the minivan George Niang. Guys, Bilpa is the best tasting protein bar ever. Have you had Bilpa? If not, why not? Go and try it. It literally tastes like a candy bar. Great flavors. You've got all the standards. You've got um, your, you know, 
Apple and well, not you don't have Apple. That's one of the, the the bonus ones, raspberry and strawberry and all that sort of stuff. But it's like a new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. A, a slice of pie, like heading into Thanksgiving, has upwards of 300 calories, and that's yeah on the low end. Most built bars are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar. So replace your coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar, or go for a raspberry built bar instead of that raspberry pie. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, but high protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. There's new surprises all month. Limited time flavors are arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Basketball is back. Football is rolling, and there's a new web interface at BetOnline for you to place all of your bets, and that is the best place for all of your football and basketball action. So head to that new updated site, or use your mobile device to sign up today and use our promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Well, sorry, not LOCKEDONNBA, just locked on for a 50% match deposit on your first deposit. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, UFC, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all of the great offers they have for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so let's continue on with looking at these injuries. For the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton is questionable for today's game with a leg injury. He had to leave last game. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. But if he is out, then that opens up a lot of value for JaVale McGee and deeper leagues for Frank Kaminsky. Well, campaigns probably add another two to three games with his hamstring problem opening up that number or opening up those minutes for Alfred Payton to have an impact in, um, in deeper formats as we've seen a couple of games from Payton, which have been okay. For the Spurs, Dougie McDermott looks like his return is coming soon. He is questionable with that knee injury that's cost him the last three, so he could return. You're putting a pin in Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell's value. I would still hold Vassell if I have him. Yeah, I would like to see him push into a larger op, so I would still hold him there, but it's going to have an impact on guys like Keita Bates-Diop, um, Thad Young, who's been in the rotation the last two games, and dropping a little bit of that value of Vassell, Vassell Vassell, and Walker. For the Raptors, Pascal Siakam is the one we're waiting on. I don't think he's too far away. I reckon we're looking another two weeks maximum for Siakam to return. I don't think he'll be overly limited when he comes back either. It's a shoulder injury. It's not a lower body injury, so he's been able to do bunches of cardio work anyway. Look, he'll still be a little bit limited early, but it won't be huge. While Scotty Barnes is going to miss his second straight game with that thumb injury on Wednesday. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Obviously, Barnes was killing it, but now he's dealing. And I think it's, it is on his right hand, so that's his shooting hand. So we do have to be cautious there. Well, Yuta Watanabe is out with a calf injury again. He uh, re-aggravated that calf problem. For the Jazz, Rudy Gay's return should be coming soon from that heel surgery that he had. Maybe this week, maybe next week. So Eric Paschal likely makes way for him in the rotation. And then lastly, in Washington, Rui Hachimura has not played this season. He's been out for over a month for personal reasons. We really hope he's okay. But good news today is he has rejoined the team. So hopefully, we're going to get a Hachimura debut soon. And the main reason I want Rui Hachimura to play is I just want to see how it works. Well, not well, for him and Wizards fans, I want him to play, of course. But from a fantasy perspective, I want to see how it impacts Kuzma, how it impacts KCP. Now, we might not get a full idea of that initially because Davis Bertans is now out with an ankle problem. So Hachimura and Kuzma can easily coexist there if Bertans is sidelined. Bertans doesn't have any fantasy value whatsoever at this point, but... Yeah, getting him and Rui both back together will show how this rotation is going to work because it is going to be pretty, pretty crowded. Guys, that will do it 
for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.